about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. Another week has gone by. Time seems like it's moving quickly and faster as you get older. Why is that? Well, let's talk about that and other things on this program. It's called All In With The Lord. And my name is Art Cardos, and I, for one, just look daily for a way to learn a little bit more, a little bit more about what God wants us to do, how His power actually works, how we can activate that power to work for us in our lives, and how we can share that with others. God loved you so much that He sent His only Son, He sent Himself into you, into this world, to get you back, to redeem you from all of the misery that was caused by the chaos that came out of the Garden of Eden. In times past, when you and I were still just a thought in the heart of God, He already planned for your deliverance. Isn't that a great thought? As you look around today, and there's never been more of an opportunity to be depressed. If you'd like to get depressed, all you've got to do really is plug into the news, plug into the daily episode of What's Wrong in America, plug into the daily rhetoric from those that are very radical to want to destroy this country and take away all the values and principles that caused this country to be great. They have no clue. They don't know. But yet, here we sit with hundreds, if not thousands of people that have a better idea for America. So as we talk today, I'm not going to talk about America, but I'm going to talk about your America and your Garden of Eden and your life and how you and I can transform our lives with the Word of God. And it's the Word of God that does the work. It's the Word of God. Do you remember, if you're a born-again Christian, do you remember when you accepted the Lord? When you actually made that monumental decision that there really is a Jesus, and you're going to follow His thinking, His ways, His teachings, His preachings, His book, the Holy Bible. Do you remember that day? Or are you like me, where it was a gradual procession, a gradual progression from childhood? And in my world, having gone to a Christian school my whole life, and, and at an early age, remembering, talking to the Lord. Don't ask me why, but my whole family was sort of orientated in that direction and very prayerful people. And they presented for me a foundation where I just moved into it. But then there was that one day. So you grow up in a situation where it's just normal to talk about God 
and normal to go to church and all that. Matter of fact, it was abnormal not to go to church. It was uh, out of out of the way of the family because the family all went to church, even though my mother and father were divorced when I was eight months old. The rest of the family came together as a family and still took care of me. And I was a product of that family. That's the beautiful thing of a Christian family. And of course, today, the nuclear family, they, they, they want to destroy the values of family. Who's they? Satan, Lucifer, hates God, hates you, and hates the family unit because the family unit preserves the teaching of the word generation after generation. So we've got to destroy that family so there's no chance. And then we've got to discredit the Bible so the new kid that just grew up apart from God doesn't even want to look at it because he says it's useless. It's, it's just a, a book. Well, that book is the most amazing book ever written. And I defy any scientist or smart person quote out there, go write me a Bible. You think it's so chaotic? You think that book is chaotic? It's the most co complimentary book ever put together on this earth about where we came from, where we're going, and how it's progressing. And go ahead, write me another one. It's so easy. I'm telling you, people are so idiotic that they fall for the stupidest things. And one of them is to say, well, the Bible, it, it's, it's so contradictory, contradictory, and it doesn't line up. Every word lines up. Have you read it? Have you studied it? Then you can't make that statement. Get in the book. Don't get me fired up. We didn't even get started yet. So anyway, so here we are. And that day where you accepted the Lord, or you think you remember accepting the Lord, um, I want to read you something here because this is monumental uh, in the sense of the day you accepted Jesus. And it says, it's in John 15, 16. <clears throat> this is the uh, New International Version. And then I'm going to read the Amplified Version, okay? The New International Version says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Jesus. This is Jesus talking in the book of John, Chapter 15, verse 16. I'm going to read it again, then I'm going to read it in the Amplified. You did not choose me. So you didn't choose me? I didn't choose Jesus? No. He chose you. He chose you. You are chosen. <clears throat> you are the chosen. Do you realize you are chosen by the Creator, the, the Creator of the universe, <clears throat> the divine supreme being who created all? Chose you. Now, you had a moment of reckoning where you received it. 
You received the call that came, but you were chosen. You did not choose me, for I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Now listen up. Right now, wherever you're planted, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing right now, God, God put you there. It is not an accident. It is not a coincidence. You have been placed in this earth at this time doing what you're doing because you are the only one who can do it. And you might say, but Art, I'm not able to do it. I am a weak person. Well, let me tell you, that's exactly what Moses said. He said, I'm not eloquent. I can't speak. I, you, you picked the wrong guy. And God turned it around and said, no, I picked the right guy. And you're going to do it because I chose you. I called you. I actually had prophets speak about you before you. See, God has chosen you and ordained a path for you and I to walk on. Now, let's read the same verse in, in the Amplified Bible. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have appointed and placed and purposely planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, and that your fruit will remain and be lasting, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, as my representative, he may give you. All right, now let's just stop for a second. If you're doing something right now that mostly serves yourself, but occasionally serves God, God still put you there for the purpose that he has, whatever that is. And we need to, first of all, ask the Father what that purpose is. And he will give you the purpose. Now, maybe for some of us, the purpose is very clear. He's planted us in a place where we can share the gospel, where we can do the work he's called us to do. What happens is we get a little shaky. I don't know, Lord. I, I don't know. You know, I'm just not able to... Uh, be the person you wanted me to be. I have my weaknesses. You know me, Lord. You know that in my private time, I just don't know if I can be all the things you want me to be. Wait a minute. God chose you exactly because of who you are. Exactly because of your weaknesses. What? Exactly because he knew you would trust in him you would ask him, and he will deliver the product. You aren't to deliver the end result. You are to simply be the vessel who knows that God is delivering the result. And we trust in him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and lean not on our own understanding. When we 
want to serve the Lord. And there is a yearning in every human being. They might put it off if they were born in another part of the world, or if they were born in another faith, or in a, uh, a faith that is somewhat retarded, in the sense that they don't ever teach how to use the faith. They only talk about that there is faith, and they talk about the Bible, but never bring it to life. So, we have to wake up to the fact that God put you wherever you are. Wherever, and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how bad it is or how good it is, you're placed right there. Now, what is next has to do with your communication with the Father. Because he said, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So look around. Look around where you are in life. Are you married? Are you single? Are you in business? Are you not? Are you planted in the media? Are you planted um, in a different type of business? Where are you? A family person? Maybe you're the mom who cooks, cleans, and takes care of the house. But most importantly, wherever you are planted, the Word of God has to come out of your mouth because you're the only one, the only one who can handle that circumstance. You have been placed there. Now, if you don't speak the Word of God, who will? What do you need to be successful in the situation that you are living in today? What is it? What In business, what do you need? Ask the Father. In business, ask the Father. In home, ask the Father. Social, ask the Father. In my name, the Father will give it to you. Whatever you ask, are you asking? I guess you could title this, are you asking? I'm, I find a lot of Christians don't ask for anything except to get through the day. Oh my gosh, I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I can barely make it. That is not the will of God. I don't care who you are. It's not the will of God for you to be broke, busted, sick, or disgusted. It is not. It is not the will of God. So, what are you going to do? Ask the Father in my name. Whose name? Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Why did they always say Jesus of Nazareth? Because there were other, there are other Jesus people named Jesus. But the, there was only one Jesus of Nazareth. So when Peter or whoever said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom I serve, he meant Jesus from Nazareth, that Jesus. So here in Ephesians 1, verse 3 and 4, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus the Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. God did choose you because of who you are. Or he, I mean, he didn't choose you because of who you are, but he chose you about for who you will become. 
for whom you will become. Who are you becoming because you know Jesus? So we have that moment where we say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. My, our, your name is written in the book of life, and you say, okay, I'm good now. I'm going to heaven. I have guaranteed, because the Bible says God so loved the world, he sent his only son. I believe he did. I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe he redeemed me from my sins. I believe he is my savior. Now what? Are you done? You're going to go play video games, sit at home? No, of course not. You have work to do. So God chose us in him before the creation of the world. So the world doesn't even exist. Here, let's get a picture here. I mean, the world doesn't exist. The world that we live in does not exist yet. And God chose you and foreknew you that you would be born at a certain time in this earth, which yet wasn't created. Talk about thinking things through in advance. The supreme being of the universe has calculated every detail. Talk about computers calculating a path to the moon and back and the corrections that have to be made along the way. But the computer calculates everything that throws you off course, especially if you're flying an airplane, right? Because all it is is course correction from the time you leave the airport to the time you get to the next one. The winds are blowing, you got storms, you got boom, 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 boom. But there's course corrections. And today with computers, a lot of it is done by computer. It's course correction. So here you are before this earth is even created. And God chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. We were made to be blameless. Blameless. Okay? In other words, holy, walking in the Word, walking with God, walking, not conjuring up wicked things to hurt people, but holy. Walking in a holy environment, a happy, holy environment. But we need course corrections. So we launched from wherever we were with God before the creation of the world, got born into the earth. And ever since we were born, <clears throat> it's been a course correction, course correction, course correction. Our whole life is course correction. Now, Adam decided no longer to just trust in God, but went to this information where he could learn everything instead of just knowing it from the source, which was God. He decided he would like to know how it all works. And so, therefore, we're in the world of knowing knowledge, good and evil, yet you were chosen before the earth was made to live blameless and holy and ask the Father, and he'll do it, and you don't even enough to know how it works. And we're trying to get back there. That's what we're trying to do. <clears throat> we're trying to get back to where we were before the earth was formed, before Adam sinned. I'm telling you, it's good stuff, for he chose us. So all we have to do is ask Jesus in Jesus' name. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. Jesus of Nazareth. And he didn't choose you because of who you are. You're so great, but who you could become. So 
Who are you becoming? That becomes the next question, the most important question. Who are you becoming every day? Who are you becoming? Well, let's talk about that. In Genesis 12, 1 and 2, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Wow. So here we have Adam had sinned. And yet God with Abram is saying, okay, now listen, here's the problem. You're hanging out with people that are telling you who you are. I want you to get away from them. Get out of your country and listen only to me. Get out of your inner circle of people that keep telling you you can't do it. They keep telling you you're going to die. They keep telling you you're going to fail. Get away from them and from your family if they're telling you that. Because a lot of times, family members tend to tell you that won't work. You're crazy. You're, you're radical. You're following Jesus. I will make you a great nation. That's been God's plan all along, to make us great. I will bless you. Who was going to do this? the grand creator of the universe, the supreme being, God. I will make your name great. I will make your, is your name famous? God's promising that he'll make your name great. But in order to do that, you got to listen. And you shall be a blessing. Now, what does it take to be a blessing? Let's talk about that just for a second. Some people walk into the room and they just make you feel better. And some people walk into the room, and they don't make you feel better. Be a blessing. Learn to be a blessing. Lots of times when people are looking for a mate, they have a picture in their mind of the kind of man or woman they want, and they know what they think they want. But in order to get what you want, you have to be a blessing. If you want a, a partner who is a blessing, be a blessing. If you want a business partner that is a blessing, be a blessing. Whatever you put out will come back because that is what you are attracting. Now, if you're someone who is thinking to themselves, I'm going to fake it, they won't know it, but I really only want what I want and I'm just going to make my business partner think, that I'm here to help, but I really, I just want to make enough money to go live on an island or retire. Be a blessing. I think if we focus on how we individually can be a blessing around us every day, whoever you come in contact with, when you pick up the phone, somebody calls, or you call them, are you an upper or are you a downer? You pick up the phone and you hear somebody go, hi, How's it going? I, yeah, my life. I don't know about you, but in the first 10 seconds, I know if that person called me to bless me or to take from me. Now, every morning, I get up and bless the Lord. And in so doing, through praise and worship, 
I take on a certain anointing, a certain blessing comes on me. Then others come along and start drawing off of that anointing. They're drinking from a well of anointing, a blessing that's on me because I took time to fill up my well. But they don't want to take time to fill up their well. They just want to have part of my water. And my water is living water that comes from Jesus. He is the living water. And when you drink from his well, you never will be thirsty again. So when people call me and either contribute to my blessing or take from it, I reach a point, if they're just taking, where I have to go get more into my well, into my wa- get more water. And the only way to do that is to give be a blessing to the Word of God, praising God, and learning from His Word to refill my well. Every morning, I fill my well up. It depends on how many people call with, Oh, man, you don't know what happened to me. And how often I have to refill my well. It it depends on how many people I let steal my water. Now, we're going to take a break. But we are talking about the fact that you were chosen. You didn't choose God. He chose you. And there's a reason He chose you. He has a plan for you. And all you have to do, all you have to do is ask Him what it is. Ask the Father in His name. He'll do it. We'll be right back. Don't go away. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. 2 Chronicles 7.14 WFYL reminds you to pray for America. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we're back. And we're talking about the fact that God chose you and I. And he has a plan for you. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to grow up in it and allow the Lord to do something? Or are you going to suffocate it? Here in Genesis 12, 1 and 2, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go for yourself. Oh, actually, I'm reading, I'm reading the same verse I read as we went to break. I'm reading it now from the Amplified Version, so it's a little bit more Amplified. <clears throat> The Lord said to Abram, go, to, go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives, and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. 
with abundant increase of favors, and make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. You will bring kingdom culture to the world. You are loaded with Christ. I'm talking to you and I now. You and I are loaded and should be loaded with Christ, the Anointed One. And if you're not loading yourself up daily, so we are to walk out of our family and friends, fill up with the Word of God, do it on a regular basis whenever you're thirsty, whenever you feel your thirst go down, you've got to go back to the well and get more water, living water. <clears throat> so that is exactly what God's talking about when he says that, you know, come to me, those who thirst, those who are hungry, I will feed you. Now I want to read you something here, which I found extremely interesting. It's in the book of Amos. Was Amos famous? <laughs> I had to say that, right? Amos 9, 13, and 15, 13 to 15. He was a prophet. And Amos says here, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, now listen, everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine, pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people. How much more clear can it be? I'm going to read it again. Things are going to happen so fast. Now, I want you to realize that we are in a very important sliver of time in the whole 6,000-year package that God has put on this planet. And we are in a sliver of time right before, I believe, Jesus returns. I mean, moments in his world. Moments. And he's saying things are going to happen. We're in that moment where these things are going to happen so fast it's going to make your head spin. What things, Art? Well, there are those who reject God and His teachings. For them, I believe it's going to be evil things. For those who trust the Lord, and are who are called by His name, and who He chose from the beginning, it's going to be blessing after blessing after blessing. Could you use some blessings? 
Could you, how would it, you've, how would it feel to wake up in the morning and from the time you wake up, you're blessed more and blessed more and blessed more and blessed more and blessed and blessed and blessed. You, you're blessed. You're just simply blessed. And by the time you got to noon, you're almost worn out from the blessings. That day is coming. If you ask the Father in His name for the blessings, the blessings will come. You aren't doing the work. See, we have to get out of this mindset that we have to do something to earn this. God is doing it. He's honoring His own Word. God is honoring His own Word through you and through loving you. And He chose you before the world was formed. God releasing the blessing. God is releasing the blessing on us. Faith is the promise from God that we have to use as a currency in exchange to receive what He's promised. God makes promises in the Word. We use faith as the currency to pay to receive that. We have to believe it. We have to learn to use the heavenly currency. Faith is the promise, and faith in the promise. We have to put our faith in it. It's not in what you're going to do. It's not in how good you are. It's not in, wait till I get holy. I haven't been to church. It's faith in what God said. God said it. Believe it. When we release what God said by saying it and believing it, the promise knows what to do. The promise knows what to do. Dirt knows what to do. If you put seed in it, dirt knows what to do. You don't have to say, sit there and say, dirt, you are supposed to grow this seed. Dirt knows what to do. God's promise knows what to do. What you and I have to do is use faith to release the word, and it will do what it was sent to do. The blessing that we talked about is designed to turn everything around. God wants to bless you. Let Him. The blessing is designed to turn everything around. What do you have to do? Believe it. Is it hard for you to believe that God chose you before He built the earth? Is it hard for you to believe that God wants to bless you? Stop listening to your family and friends. Stop listening to the TV. Stop listening to the radio. 
Stop listening to anyone who's telling you this whole world is going to hell in a handbag. Because for you, it will. For them, it will. Why? Because their world is controlled by what they say. And they're saying it and believing it. And the more you listen to the news, it's not hard to believe it. Could you imagine if the news was reporting every day? Here comes the news. Welcome to today's news. Jesus sent a promise to us today that by the end of today, millions of dollars will be in your hand, enough to feed you for the next 10 years. Now, the next story coming up is, would you believe it more if the news reporter said that? And if they said it on CNN and Fox and all the other ones? Well, that's what they're doing in reverse. The stock market's going down. You shouldn't do this. You can't believe. You cannot believe and put your faith in the Babylonian system of any kind. However, God said that we should trust him and he will give us the desires of our heart. I know you need money. I know that. And God does too. And he's saying, believe and I will bless you. Believe, keep believing. Now, it's been a period of time where the world has taught us how to think. We have to get purged out of that. There's a purging where we got to clean ourselves out and stop thinking that way. I think it takes about 90 to 120 days to stop thinking. Stop your whole thought process. Say, Wait a minute. I'm no longer believing what the news says. I'm no longer believing that I'm supposed to be broke. I'm no longer believing that even though I live in a circumstance right now where I have no money, not enough, and things aren't going exactly the way I want, I can turn that around by using God's promise. I, 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 I'm one of those people that I want to believe that, but it's very hard because I'm stuck in a circumstance. We have to detox. We have to stop thinking that we're stuck, number one. God's promise says the just shall live by faith. If you want to be the just who live by faith, then you need to detox from the unjust who live by fear. What? The unjust live by fear. They're fearing everything. Fear the plagues. Fear this. Fear lack. Fear poverty. Fear war. Fear. 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 If the just will live by faith, fear, if you're living in fear, you're unjust, unworthy. You made yourself that way. Because you have to, you have allowed the fear to dominate your life. We have to detox. We have to get under the blessing, understand the blessing and where it comes from. Now, God knew, the Creator knew, 
how difficult it would be to just flip a switch to believe that you can now be blessed, no longer cursed. And that's why he made his promises for what you and I could have. So we could trust in what he said, not in what we say. Then, he said, now, here's what I say, but just in case that's not enough, I'm going to come into the earth, my son Jesus is going to come into the earth, die on the cross, shed his blood. That blood is payment so that you can have my promise. The blood guarantees the promise will come if you use faith as the currency to believe it, call it, and not stop believing, not stop calling. We have to retrain our mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <clears throat> In Numbers 13.30, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. The giants, that's what he was talking about. There were others that were murmuring, saying, we are not able. We are not able to take, a, take it. That's what the news is doing right now. We're not able. We're not able to save this planet. Did you know that? Did you know that we're going to be burned up by global warming? Did you know that all these different things, we got to get rid of these fossil fuels? We got to, we are going to, Art, are you saying that's not true? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying you're listening to the wrong reporter. I know the guy who created this whole thing and he didn't, he's not going to let it blow up. You can't do that. You don't have enough power to even run your whole life, and yet you think you're going to somehow save all this stuff by the, the, the things you, that, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know what to say, because even if in America we did everything right, you got the rest of the world that's not complying. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't work, no matter how, how good your intentions might be. However, the promise of God is that you, and I can believe and have it all come together the way it's supposed to. And the earth will settle down, too. I, I was in a meeting and where people were talking about global warming and all this, and, and, you know, talking about all the reasons that they believe causes the weather patterns and all the things that they say are going to destroy the earth. And I simply said, I don't agree with that. I believe it's... Sin is at the root of it. And the more hatred, more selfishness, the more sin, rampant sin and unlawful acts, the earth is responding to it. Well, that, they thought that was ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. Isn't that interesting? Because I think what they're saying 
is ridiculous and absolutely absurd. So we have two different core belief systems. I mean, even in the movie Ghostbusters, when they did that movie, and the whole town was going down, a whole town was being enveloped in what they called slime, right? It was from the hatred of the people. And it was that hatred of the people that caused the problem. Yet we can't accept that. We'll accept it in a movie maybe for an hour and a half, you know, but here we have the earth out of sync, not because of all the things man thinks they're going to do to fix it, but because of sin, hatred, unjust, law, unlawful acts, people hurting people, killing people, selfishness. That doesn't matter, right? But yeah, we know it does. So as a Christian, we have, we have to teach. Now here in Romans 10.13, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you calling on the name of the Lord? We don't have to drown in this mess that the rest of the world's created. Call on His name. Call on His name today. Call on His name tomorrow. Call on His name every day. And then it says uh, also, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? So if you're not a believer, you can't call on Him. you got to take the first step and believe. And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So, if there are those around you who just simply don't believe, it's because someone has not said it to them, preached it to them, taught it to them. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. How do you hear it if someone doesn't say it? Are you one of those who are saying the Word of God out loud to others every day of your life? Remember, you, He chose you. He chose you. I can't say that often enough. God loves you so much. He chose you. Then when Adam fouled up the whole system, he sent Jesus into the earth to get you back because he chose you still to get you on track with his plan so that you could do the will of God that he has planned for you while you're here on this earth. The earth will be over. It'll be over. And you'll be walking the streets of heaven and you will have either been able to accomplish what he asked you to do, or forever in eternity go, man, I wish I would have just pushed a little harder. Revelation 5, verse 11 and 12. 
Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and elders, and the numbers of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Remember, blessing God wants you to have. The blessing knows what to do. Just receive it. The dirt knows what to do. Just receive it. Proverbs 10.22 The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. No sorrow. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. 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 I'm saying it because people sometimes say, Oh, it's not good to have too much. I don't know what Bible you're reading. You're not under the blessing if you're acting like that. Get the money and go help other people. Don't be so selfish that you say, I can just, I I mean, retire and not do anything because I've set myself up. Oh, my. Oh, my. You're just like the rich young ruler. Give it away. All of it. Every single nickel of it. And go serve the Lord. Then you'll be blessed. I know I get a little wound out there. But that's what the Lord is saying here. Wake up, guys. It's time to get more to bless more. Deuteronomy 30.19 I call heaven and earth as a witness today that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion, dominion over everything. So God created us to be just like Him. In Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Man became a living being because God's breath is in you. And when when it leaves the body, the body falls to the ground. The breath of life is in you. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Isn't that great? And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Malachi. Malachi 3.7 Yet for the days of your father, you have gone away from my ordinances 
and have not kept them. Okay, so how do we get back, Malachi? Return to me, and I will give you, says the Lord of hosts, I, uh, give, I will, I'm sorry, return to me, and I, I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? How do we do that? How should we return? And then he says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? How do we do that? We love you. In tithes and offerings. You, have cur you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation, bring all the tithes, the 10%, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now on this. Give me a test. Go ahead. Right now. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. So if you think you're going to be one of the few that doesn't have to tithe to get blessed, I don't know what planet you're living on. Bible says tithing has to happen. If you're not a tither and giving offerings, you're still holding the blessing black. It's a blessing blocker. Deuteronomy 7.14 You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. God wants you to be blessed. Isn't that amazing? What are you doing about it? God wants you to be blessed. I have many more here, but I can't do it because we're out of time. Let me tell you something. God wants you blessed. You are a blessing. Before the foundation of the earth, He called you to be a blessing and to bless others. Now, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? You have a decision to make. He puts before you life and death. Choose life. Don't blame anything on anybody. <coughs> are on God. He's called you to bloom where you're planted. And wherever you are right now, God chose you. So make a difference. And we'll see you next week on All In because that's what we do is talk about how to be all in with the Lord. Have a great week and we'll see you then. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love, it's about everything above It's about war, it's about peace It's about changing history It's about you, it's about me It's about time